Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Emily Flagg and her husband Ken dropped by old Rio HQ to chat primarily about Emily's running, but along the way we talk about lots of their adventures. Emily and Ken have been on adventures all over the place, and I think we really only scratched the surface in this conversation. We chat about her first marathon, Dublin, Ireland, um, and Mount Kilimanjaro, and snowshoeing, and a 103 mountain bike across the sky, and so much more. And we didn't even talk about, apparently she went to Nepal and did the Everest truck, and she didn't even mention that in here, so I, I don't know. Uh, Emily has run the Muddy Sneaker 13 years in a row, starting with the very first Muddy Sneaker race. Um, and it turns out actually she actually ran a 14th, which she didn't seem to include in this, I don't know, details, you know. Her return back to running uh, nabbed her a 50k in September. And in this episode, she also drops the bomb about her next big race, Twisted Branch 100k. Um, But first, I want to tell you about the Blue Foundation and Mighty Mosquito 99. The Blue Foundation is a nonprofit organization based in Canandaigua, New York. Their mission is to assist local families impacted by cancer while simultaneously raising awareness about men's health issues. To learn more about the Blue Foundation or to donate, you can visit their website at www.bluefoundationny.org. Um, you can find that in the show notes, which I tell you about all the time. But those are at uh, runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash 063. All right. Uh, now the Mighty Mosquito. It's back. It's back. Oh, how amazing. We've missed it. So uh, it's part now of the Blue Foundation's fundraising event series. You may have remembered it as a Trails Rock event for its first two years. It's now a uh, charity event under the um, guidance of Blue Foundation. It takes place August 4th and 5th, 2018. Uh, And why is it uh, 4th and 5th? Well, because you cover 99 miles relay style running the beautiful trails of Menden Ponds in Pittsburgh, New York. You can have a team of two, a three, or six, or for those adventurous folks, you can have a solo 99-mile journey. The event runs overnight, so enjoy camping and camaraderie as you take on this awesome challenge. For those of you looking for the ultimate weekend in August, um, that's going to be, that's the team fun time with all your friends. So you can learn more about the Mighty Mosquito by going to the show notes or going out to Blue Foundation's website. So 99 miles and camping overnight in Menden Ponds Park with your friends and the Rochester running community while helping a worthwhile charity can't really think of a better way to uh, spend the old summer nights, you know. Uh, I know you'll have a lot of choices for races this summer, but I really hope to see and meet and race as many of you as I can that weekend. So, race you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're putting together a Rio Podcast All-Stars team. And I have the second, uh, well, I have the second announcement and I have the third team member. So, I'd like to announce... Uh, The third team member to join myself, uh, me, and Laura Reckerth is none other than the Dark Angel. Yep, that's right. Trail Dad himself, Jason Vidmar. That's right. He of the charts and the maps and the ability to over-prepare for everyone but himself. Super excited to have Jason as part of our team. So, there you go. We got three now. We got three more to go. So, find the link in our show notes, get registered, and come run with us in Menden Ponds in August. Mighty Mosquito 99. Don't miss it. And with that, let's get into trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Very cool. You can adjust this if you need to. You can pull it sort of in and out. Yeah. Right? I got that. You can move that. Check, check. There you go. And <laughs> this this right there is where you're talking basically into the red light. You know. And then that's, look. Okay, I got that's it. That, cool. There's nothing else. I can't I can provide you no more <laughs> guidance. No more guidance. <laughs> um however, I, I do uh, I need I need some advice. 
I'm running my third Muddy Sneaker next weekend. Mm-hmm. Good luck. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there a couple of weeks ago, and there was like three feet of snow. So it was yeah, I heard all about post-hauling the whole way. It was yeah. four hours on the course. So yeah. I'm hoping to not have four hours. So you, being a seasoned veteran, uh, Emily, you're a seasoned veteran of what? How many money sneakers? 13. I had to go back and count. You had to go back and So, but you went, you started at number one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So number one, first money sneaker. Yes. 2000. 2000. Mm-hmm. What, how did you, how did you get into that? How did you, how did you find the first ever money sneaker? I can't recall that far back i have no idea actually like i don't know maybe there was an ad at medfed like when they have their little race <laughs> brochures and you know the paper method of yeah. <laughs> at mailing in the registration or whatever um yeah i have no idea i just know that like i found out about it and that's kind of how i got into my so trail were you, running. Actually. Were you were you running trails at that time? That's not, not what I was. No, ask. not no, really. You were not. Uh, no, because uh, yeah, I really did. Like my first marathon was my road marathon, so that's really when I got into trails. When I all right. So your your first road marathon was what? The Dublin Dublin Mar- Marathon. So Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. So you just <laughs> happened to be in Ireland, and you're like, oh, oh. No, no, I was living in. Roll Boston. out of the pub. And- <laughs> I was like. <laughs> yeah, I was living in Boston at the time, and um, uh, I can't recall if it was like at the gym I belonged to or whatever. But there was like a team in training. It was through mm-hmm. team in training, okay, um, for leukemia, and so yeah, so I joined that and did the fundraiser and um, trained for that as my first marathon, and got to travel around Ireland too. So. Right. So let's work back even further than that. How did you get to the point where you wanted to run your first marathon? Because you, the way you described yourself to me was you're not a one sport person. Right. You got all these other sports, right? And right. So, but marathon is some takes some uh, dedication. Did you just decide I like running and I'll go run a marathon in Ireland, or <laughs> did you sort of work your way up to this? I did not work my way up to it okay great Um, (laughs) because from what i remember okay see this is going really far back so we're we're, we're digging out to all the skeletons in the so what i can recall other than the team sports Mm -hmm. and then you know like i said lived in after college um moved to boston and i think i literally just joined this i don't even remember because i did it's not like i had friends that i did it with i did it on my own and I was like running the treadmill at the gym and just to be fit um, and stay in shape, I guess, after, you know, getting out of college and whatnot. And so, yeah, I joined the team in training and did a lot of miles along the, the river. And um, yeah, it was doing the whole fundraising thing was interesting, too. I remember there was this one guy that owned a dry cleaning business and he was telling the group how easily he was able to fundraise because you know everybody would come into the dry cleaners and Mm -hmm. how quickly he raised the money and I felt I I was like can you share some of that with spread the wealth (laughs) share some of that with us because it's really hard so I think I ended up paying a lot of my way for the fundraising but it was definitely a good experience. So that was that was before the first money sneaker, which was in two thousand. Oh, so, it was well so, before the first money right. sneaker, and I was so not in the shape I am. I, I it was. Let's just say I wasn't making any good records on that first marathon. So, so to set some context, you said you ran your first marathon post-college yeah. before money sneaker. Mm-hmm. So your first marathon, you were in your twenties. And you're after college. Were you? Did you do college things? No. No. No college. No, things. because I um, well, I transferred colleges. So the first, so um, I started out playing field hockey at Union mm-hmm. College, and then I transferred to. You Getty's. know, Union has a really good cross country team. 
I did not know that at the time. Oh, because one of my cross-country buddies <laughs> left. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, and he actually went to Union on a cross-country scholarship. Oh, really? And then it turns out he became a model in Japan. That translates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, he, he is a handsome fellow. I mean, I will, I will say that. I mean, you know. When but, you when you have the looks, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, you know, he he went there for cross country, but you didn't. No, okay. I played. I fell in love with field hockey actually during high school, and went on to play in college. And then I transferred to uh, Gettysburg, and the following fall went out for the field hockey team. And unfortunately, it was kind of a situation where the team was essentially already established. I didn't make the team, so I said, fine, I'll go party at the frats. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my, you know, typical, yeah, I didn't get into, I, that was my, like, period of not really doing sports. I enjoyed college life. Did you actively dislike running, or, like, you just you just weren't aware of it, it wasn't a thing? It really wasn't a thing. I mm. mean, I just did, um... I was into endurance sports, obviously doing cross country skiing, mm-hmm. but I disliked just running right. growing up. Uh, um, loved the team sports, but I, like when we would have for cross country running, like when you don't have the the snow and you have to go do oh go do this five mile run on the roads, and that just wasn't fun for me. Not your thing. Uh, no, so. Yeah, it wasn't until I moved back to Rochester and somehow discovered Muddy Sneakers and then thus discovered the love of trails. So, like, and and, I mean, that's the thing, right, is uh, setting that context of you just happened to be at what was the inaugural event. You thought no big thing of it at that point. You're like, hey, I'll go do this trail run. Mm -hmm. And then you went back 13 times in a row. Yeah, I guess I got hooked. So what, so what happened? <laughs> like, what? I mean, if you weren't in in shape for a Dublin marathon, and but now you got three years right between your marathon and Money Sneaker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something happened to bring you closer into that world to where you thought twenty five k through high tour is a good idea. I guess just maybe my my. I mean, I like being active, my love of the outdoors and kind of falling into it. And um, I just that just kind of took off is probably the easiest way to put it. And I think also, too, I'm stubborn and I like challenges. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> Ken's over here. Ken's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I said it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I admit it. Yeah. So now that she broke the ice. <laughs> um, so one of the one of the other um, interesting pieces is when you talk about the love of outdoors, a lot of us, uh, some of us um, find our way to running to cover more ground in the outdoors, right? I want to get mm. from here to there mm-hmm. faster. So I guess I'll run because mm-hmm. that way I got more time where I want to be. Um but one of the things that you also noted uh, before this was Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. And you're going to try to skip over, mm-hmm. like, I ran this Dublin Marathon, mm-hmm. and then I ran Muddy Sneaker. Mm-hmm. But in the somewhere in there, you climbed one of the world's highest mountains. I Well, I should say, too, as far as trail running, I mean, I always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed hiking so and being on the trails. So I think, yeah, I think finding that, that first, like, trail race and – and falling in love with that, it's just kind of like a natural progression. Um, so, yes, um, life took me in the direction at the time of um, needing to do something epic. Um, and it led to it led to signing up actually through Pack Paddle Ski. Um, okay. uh, 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 they do lots of local travel, you know, within the states, but also out of the states. And, um, yeah, I ventured off on that um, solo journey, I guess, uh, and explored Africa and, and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, the end. Uh, <laughs> the end, yeah. 
yeah, an amazing, yeah, a, a very incredibly amazing journey. And so, actually friends I met on that that I'm still good friends with today. So if you were to write your autobiography, how how big would the chapter on Kilimanjaro be as compared to the chapter on Muddy Sneaker? <laughs> um, well, Kilimanjaro could get its own chapter. <laughs> Muddy Sneaker might have a couple pages. Might not make the cut. <laughs> I mean, just the word ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it would just the, t- the chapter title, ouch, yep. and then the rest could be blank. <laughs> I went up, I went down, I went up, I went down, the end. Yes, yeah. Um, So, and I guess what I'm trying to to understand here is um, I keep saying Muddy Sneaker only because it's so close in my mind, and I really do want to get to what that's like for 13 years in a row. I've never done anything 13 years in a row, so, I mean, that's a a big deal. but it's it's only one little part of one little part of your very storied running career, mm-hmm. outdoor career, you know, sports mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done anything else like say mountain biking? Oh, funny you should mention that. Well, I mean, I'm just guessing. <laughs> we talked about cross country skiing yeah. and field hockey, and then oh. you went pack pedal. Right and pedal ski, yeah. pack pedal yeah. ski, and all we talked about was the pack part of it. So I'm guessing yeah. there's pedaling in there somewhere. Oh yeah, um, so crew, yeah, sculling, rowing, yeah. I don't, however, people need to like how they interpret it. <laughs> um, boating, boating, yeah, no <laughs> straight um, line boating. Yeah, basically, yeah. I got into rowing. <laughs> You know, life changes. They send you in different directions. And actually, I um, I got into crew and, uh, again, fell in love with that. Um, I think it's kind of a combination of endurance and sprinting, I guess, depending on the distance that you're racing. Um, but again, the kind of the community aspect of that and again just kind of the challenge and making friends and and then I went off into sculling and single sculling and met a great group of women in a quad and um yeah that was so the mountain biking stuff what's that all about <laughs> that's all Ken's fault so it that is, does that bring actually. us okay cuz good that brings us to modern day so yeah, we talked yeah. about your past adventures yeah. But now I hear so much about you two going on lots of adventures together. Yeah. So you're the you're the great mountain bike enabler. Well, um, I think yeah, I think I got her started into mountain biking. Yeah. Um, and I was doing I did several muddy sneakers as well, and a few. And I was doing a lot of trail running. I worked at Medved for a while, and um, yeah, we got into mountain biking, and yeah, I had I had biked before. Like early on, dabbled in triathlons, um, but when we got together, I mean, that was, I really, I don't know, somehow we transitioned to mm-hmm. biking, um, and I had never really biked as much before, and I think because we both enjoyed doing that, too, um, it was great. It really got me into that sport a lot more than I ever had mm-hmm. been. So, so do you? Th- if if we could retcon history, could we tell the story that you were like working at Medved, and you had this flyer for the first muddy sneaker, and this girl came in like bewildered to buy her first pair of trail shoes, and you gave her this flyer? No, I wasn't there then, um, but um, I do remember her coming in quite often. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and then we went to Snowshoe Nationals, and. Um, they were asking for a bump on the plane ride back, and we both took it in Chicago and had dinner together and decided to use our extra ticket to go on a vacation together. So, Just like that? Wow. Yeah. That's so pretty good. That's that must have been we... a really magical snowshoe adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a fun time. So. Yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So where were, what year were that, and where were the snowshoe nationals? Well, that was Mount Hood. So that was 2009, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Mount Hood, 2009. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about biking. but Oh, no, just 
So somehow somebody got us into The Race Across the Sky, which is the kind of documentary movie about the Leadville 100 mountain bike yeah. race. And we, we, <laughs> somehow. we went to the movie. I'm sure you'll never forget this either. No. So again, liking challenges and being stubborn, we went, we watched the movie, the movie ended and I said, I want to go do that. We're gonna next year. We're gonna volunteer so that the following year we can go race it. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that isn't that like a hundred mile mountain bike race? Hundred three. Yeah. Hundred three. Okay. Yeah, that's that's key to to know in in advance <laughs> when you're trying to make that twelve hour cutoff. And yeah, the extra three miles can put you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did. What was it? Twelve hours didn't and get the, ten minutes or something. Yeah, didn't get the buckle, but make got the got an official finish time. But but you got you got the bruises though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twelve hours and finished. ten minutes. Yeah, darn ten minutes. Didn't it? Did it grind your gears? Did you want to go back? Or was I, that sort of a once in a lifetime thing? For me, I want to go back. I think really because I want to better my time i want to get under that 12 hours i obviously know a lot more having done it and knowing the distance and kind of planning for that um and it was just a very epic adventure and yes someday and the whole year training for it was just a great adventure yeah it's like they say it's really more about the journey Mm -hmm. um and i just have such incredibly awesome memories of those months of training and really the adventures of training and obviously culminating in this major epic day which really couldn't have been a more perfect day as far as weather and conditions and um we were very fortunate and yeah it was just a great year like i just always look back very fondly on that year mm-hmm. and that was 2012 Yes. Yep. 2012. So where did you train? Oh, gosh. Every well, hill we could find. Yeah. We actually, we trained <laughs> a lot. Did you train here in Rochester? Yes. We trained a lot on the Money Sneakers course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down in High Tour, um, Bristol Mountain, biking up the, the access road. Um, up the outer loop, like the gravel access mm-hmm, road? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and back then, uh, we recently ran down there, and unfortunately, the back road is now paved, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a bummer for both biking and running, but you kind of lose that, that gravel road feel. Um, but yeah, just a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of time actually down in the Bristol area, and even and there were more dirt roads down there, too, so... yeah. Um, yeah, and also on the road bike, but yeah, yeah, getting done with work. Actually, right? a lot too on the like on the Genesee Valley Trail, and mm-hmm. a lot of time just in the saddle on the on the rail trails. Just whatever we could do to get hours and hills. Wow, <laughs> I can't even I can't even imagine a, a year like I've probably spent. Well, I did bike around a marathon course for like four to five hours, but that's as long as I've ever been on a bike is like four hours. I can't even imagine a, a 12 hour on the Leadville course. Like, is that like uh, crashing and picking yourself up or is it a lot of like just grinding? I mean, no, it is a lot of gr- grinding, a lot of hike a bike. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely a couple sections of hike a bike and actually more so. Um, just because you get like this cattle drive, like just back up and because it, it's a two way track. Mm. So it's really difficult when you're not like a front elite rider to, you know, ride or get, get around people. Um, so I don't know. It's necessarily that like if you were on your own, you couldn't have made it up there, but you just kind of hop off and hop in the cattle line. And yeah, so uh, but it was yeah, it was fun. So I think we've covered we've covered almost all the sports. Um, <laughs> what about swimming? Ugh. No. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so no attempts at a triathlon. Oh yes, I picked the ones where you can walk half of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you or or I I I can um I can just do do the what breaststroke the breaststroke yeah, yeah. I yes. So you've still done triathlons sprint, as much sprint. as you. 
Yeah, sprint tries is pretty much my limit. I had fun with those, but yeah, I'm just duathlons. I think was moved into more duathlons later on. All right, ice skating. When I was a kid. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to. I mean, I, it feels like I got to pull on the threads here. So. No, <laughs> what am I forgetting? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Um, you know, let's see. Cross-country skiing. Yeah, that was Extreme banjo? Like... (laughs) I play the violin. Oh, extreme violin? No, no. (laughs) Cross-country violin? Those are non-sporting activities. (laughs) Okay. Um, so if we've covered all the sports, then I guess we can get back to running. Yes. All right. That sounds good. Okay. Because that's what I'm doing a lot of these days. <laughs> You're back at it, right? So I you, am back at so it. So you sort of said like you had a um, like a five-year hiatus. Mm-hmm. When I first asked you to be on the show, you said, you were like, you know, I'm, I'm just starting running. And I was like, hmm. I thought I just saw that you ran the first 13 Muddy Sneakers. So if you're just starting, then. <laughs> starting back. Right. So. So you're just getting back into running, but you've sort of been doing it, I guess, with uh, with the way you've done everything else, which is complete, wholly, one hundred percent in, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> As well, cannots, yes. Well, when you, again, like with en- anything endurance, you kind of mm-hmm. have to. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're doing like a ten k, I, I mean, if you want to be speedy and fast, I guess you could put all your effort into just running for that ten k time, but. Um, there's definitely more time to do other sports. Um, but yeah, when you're doing these ultra endurance biking and running events, you got to put the time in for, for those events. Right. So you ran, um, I, I'm assuming that you ran other races during the 13 year run of Muddy Sneaker. You ran other like shorter trail races, things oh, yeah. like that, yeah. like run half marathons, full marathons. Mm, actually, I never did do a full trail marathon. A um, lot of snowshoeing, snowshoe racing, and uh, cast a shadow. So yeah, cast a shadow was I like to say was my kind of technically official first ultra <laughs> okay. because I managed to get in more than twenty six point two in in that six under six hours. When so. and when was that your your first ultra? Uh, so that was. Tw- 20, I don't know, when was that? Oh, Cast a Shadow. Was it? Was that 2011? I think so. I think it was 2011. <laughs> <You> forget. <laughs> I forget. We can look at your cheat sheet here if you want. Yeah, yeah, remind me. Uh, yeah, 2011. It's like 2011. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, and that's your first Cast a Shadow. But then you solo, said, my first solo. Mm-hmm. Right. And then your first real ultra yes. was just. Just mm-hmm. last September, so mm-hmm. Vermont 50K. Yeah, so I just skipped over the trail marathon thing. And well, that, I mean, that's fine. My first ultra was 100K. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, who's keeping, who's keeping track on things? Right. <laughs> um, so you, you have this time where you're, you're, you're into trail running. Cast a Shadow is a trail race. Mm-hmm. You ran an ultra there in 2011. And, but then you took your break. And now you're back. And right from your break, you come right back into, I'm going to start running ultras. Yeah, actually, while we were biking, so it's like it's like now I'm running and I dream of all the biking events I want to do. <laughs> while we were running, I'd see, or while we were biking, I'm sorry, I would see in like Trail Runner magazine, like, oh, the Vermont, this Vermont 50. And I'm like, oh, I love Vermont. And oh, I want to do this race someday. And um, the, the uh, help me out, the one in Colorado the multi-day one that we want to do. Trans Rockies. Yes. Like, so I had all these kind of bucket list mm-hmm. running events while I was biking. So mm-hmm. when we kind of decided by default that we were going to start running, getting back into running right away, I was like, I want to do Vermont. Then. Right. Oh, because also seeing Twisted Branch when it started the first year, I'm like, I want to do that. It's local. Again, it's a challenge. So that was already in my mind. But um, I was trying to be smart and figured I wouldn't be ready for that. Yeah, by that, I, didn't, I didn't do it that By way. that August. <laughs> so I went for the 50K. Yeah, I, I decided <laughs> to run Twisted Branch. So, yeah. And that one's also just a little bit more than 100K. So get ready for oh, that. Oh, yes, you know, yes. I'm ready. aware of that. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's, 
so you you're in this world of I'm gonna I'm I'm ran 50k. So you got a twisted branch out in your horizon somewhere. Uh, do you have anything that you're looking at before or in between this 50k in September and an eventual twisted branch? Other well, ultras. So, well, so so Vermont 50 I did last September, mm-hmm. it, knowing that then I wanted to do twisted this year. This year? Yeah, this year. So you're so, all signed up, ready to go. In fact, I just registered. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Hooray. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you super yeah. excited? I am super excited. Yeah, especially because I can train on the course, and I love those trails. Yeah. So what about it? What what about this now gets you going? So we've covered the endurance aspect. You obviously have a little bit of that. Something Something makes you want to do physical events for a long period of time yeah. generally outside yes. right not in a pool yeah yeah oh. <laughs> right yeah. not in a pool track treadmill no thank you <laughs> right so you won't be breaking that indoor track record nope. anytime soon no nope. no 24 uh, hour indoor course oh. you know type of events <laughs> no. no thanks but something gets you outside into the woods for mm-hmm. long periods of time mm-hmm. working hard mm-hmm. when have you thought about that? Have you thought about what it is? Ooh, actually, yes. This morning, I had the answer for you. Uh-oh. On our run this morning, my answer to your question is the sunrise. Yeah, that, so that's what gets you going. That's definitely one thing. When I was out there this morning and that first light and the sun was coming up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely... I, I mornings are my favorite and that there's nothing I don't know it's just the beauty of the morning and you just can get so like just in a zone and and yeah so that was that was I think one of the answers to your question cool and uh the cool thing about running ultras is they usually start before sunrise mm-hmm. and sometimes you can run to the second sunrise mm-hmm. so you might get two mornings on one of your <laughs> runs you know John John Prohira, one of the um Old timey runners around yes. here. One of the old guard. Uh, he used to work probably yep. with he, you. He, he got me into ultras. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's a great enabler. Yeah. <laughs> but he used to. He had this one article that he wrote called um, "Being Lapped by the Sun," and that was that was sort of one of the when I read that I'm like, oh, I I get it. But I still can't do sleep deprivation. Mm. But now I have a goal of being able Working up to, to see, that. seeing two sunrises in one race, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that. So how did John get you into ultras, Ken? Let's hear a little bit about that. We're, well, we were working together, and I'm not crazy competitive. So as a matter of fact, more of the first few years of Muddy Sneaker, he was going to uh, kidnap me, tie me up, and get me to the start line. Um, and I finally wound up doing it. But um, And John was like, well, you know, Ultras, you can just you go and you go at your own pace and you just keep going, which I'd love to do. So mm-hmm. he got me into it. And I did dances with dirt a few times, the 50K and then the 50 miler. Um, and that kind of got me started. Wow. I remember when I, one of the first times I, I had met John, he was wearing an old raggedy Western States shirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, you did Western States? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, how many times? He goes, you only really need to do it once. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. They're done that. Yeah, 100 milers, I guess. Um, so you're into ultras now. Um, you're going to, yep. you're, you're apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Um, so um, what's it um, what's it look like for you to go from here uh, as we speak in April to um, Twisted Branch in four months? Well, it looks like in three weeks I've got a fifty k. Oh, yeah, you're running in three weeks. I am running Grayson Highlands fifty k oh, in. Very cool. In Virginia, and really hoping to see some ponies because that's what attracted <laughs> Cause, me. That was in the brochure. Because that was in the brochure. <laughs> yep, there were photos of the ponies you'll see on the trail. So <laughs> I think it's guaranteed. Yeah, I mean they wouldn't put it in there. I think they give you your money back <laughs> yeah. if you don't see a pony. I can imagine. I think I read that in the fine print. Do you get to pick one out? <laughs> it, You're going to get a pony. Ken? I'm gonna, I, I told her I'm going to meet her at the finish line with a pony. 
<laughs> How exciting. Yes, so you you really have this whole big travel kind of see the world destination race thing going on, huh? Um actually yeah, it's starting to be that way. Uh I mean, I love to travel, so I guess that's just natural to incorporate a race here and there with some travel. Um so yeah, and actually we're going with I usually don't do races with friends or other, well, obviously, aside from my husband. But um, so, yeah, we're going with a group, which is kind of nice and different. And I'm looking forward to that. Unfortunately, the others in the group aren't no well, longer you. racing. But well. so, <laughs> you, yeah, one thing I noticed is you don't talk a whole lot of like, I want to get out on the trails with my friends and just chit chat and like, or hang out afterwards with beer. Like, you're not really talking about, like, the gang's all here kind of stuff. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think primarily it's, for me anyway, I think it's a time thing. Like, I think it's difficult sometimes to... Uh, you know, you got just got to do what you got to do when you can fit it in to your day. And obviously, everybody's so busy. Everybody, you know, people have families, people have different work schedules and things they have to do. And so, well, especially when you're training for something, like you need to get the training in when you can get it in. Um, it, there, are, when we were tra- bike training and also um, running, we started a, a little little group uh, and basically we said hey Tuesday nights we're gonna do a ride and we're gonna start from Menden and so you know if people could join us great if not we still need to do our ride and then same thing happened with running and we kind of started this Tuesday night tra- TNT Tuesday night trails um, with a small group and and that that was fun it's great to catch up with people but I think for the most part it's yeah it's a lot of solo time which is yeah. fine with me. I'm okay yeah. With so, how do you, do you ever like? Do you ever get in a a funk with running in your recent return? Are you ever kind of like, meh? Mm, not I yet. You're still not, in the honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, not <laughs> no, other than uh, other than no. you know having some injuries or being sick or something, and she had to yeah. take a few days off and wasn't really. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, wondering because, no. like, sometimes people will people will grab a hold of a couple friends, and even if they don't feel great about going, mm-hmm. maybe meeting their friends on Saturday morning and you know grabbing a coffee afterwards or something is that motivation to right. get out there and run. Right. And if you don't have that, like, you just got you just got Ken to push you out the door, then, right? Yep, pretty much. Well, and you well, you have well, a dog too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm also just very self motivated. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, do you often take your dog on your trail runs with she, you? She's limited in her mileage. Yeah. So um, when we can, like the shorter runs, like now as the the mileage increases, it becomes more difficult. But her limit's about four miles. So yeah. especially like during the week, um, it also kind of takes care of like, I don't have to walk the dog and then fit in my run. So mm-hmm. um yeah, but she doesn't mind sleeping on the couch while we go run. Yeah, so. she, she won't be waiting at the door, <laughs> wagging her tails, no. expecting to go. No, no. Oh. What's her name? Luna. Luna. So Luna, Luna, the reluctant runner. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she so, likes being out there, but she's also fine with staying home. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're in this place. You're training for. Twisted Branch. You are not registered for this year's Muddy Sneaker, though, right? You got this 50K coming up, right? I'm sad about that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. We'll be away. I mean, sad, but we'll be in Colorado. So it's, so, not, you know, it's not such a bad thing. You get a, uh, a prize, consolation yes. prize. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so what... Um, I'm going to keep teasing at this. What broke your your streak of muddy sneakers? Is that was that falling out of love of running, or like you went to 13 so, of them? Didn't you think 14 was kind of important? It's such a sore subject. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, cousins. Oh no. And their weddings. Oh. 
My cousin had to get married on the day of Muddy Sneakers. Well, and a let first, me, cu- first cousin? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that actually is pretty close to growing up. Um, like one of and, those cousin-sister things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, brother. Yeah. Oh, cousin yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cousin's brother. But um, let me tell you the length that I went through and the extent to try to make it work with flights and doing the race and making it to the wedding. I tried. <laughs> I Were did. you actually I really registered did. for the race too? No, I oh, knew. Okay. I knew you just you tried to get up to the point, and you realized you just couldn't make it happen. Yes, so, I actually think we were registered. Oh, maybe we were. We were. Oof. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. And that actually hurt more than doing the race, probably. And, and yeah. it, it came down to you know if the flights are delayed, we're going to miss your cousin's wedding. Right. Yeah. And I mean, at some point you have to choose, you have to choose life over, over running. And the ironic thing was that our flight was delayed. It was Mm. actually canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So good on you for making the right choice. Yes. Right. Yes. So. It happens. Life, life happens. So you should have ran the race is what the moral of this story is, right? Because your flight's always going exactly. to be canceled. Yes, yep. that is the moral. Yep. Yep. Don't Spent ruin your streak over a wedding. <laughs> so you, so you're, you're coming back for the 20th Muddy Sneaker, right? I hope so. I will know at the end of this month because the conference that I would actually have missed it for that mm. now is turning into a personal trip. Life. Um, they announce at that conference the date of the following year. Mm. So, yeah, by the end of the month, I'll know if I'll be able to return for the twentieth. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving for a con- conference the day after Muddy Sneaker, for a conference yeah. that starts on Monday. So that doesn't count. No conflicts. Nope, no conflicts. <laughs> it's just uh, sore legs on the eh. plane is all. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the roller, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Could you move over? <laughs> I need more leg room. Yeah. Ooh, getting a cramp. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a medical need. Uh, but yeah, so that's that was my um. I when I was looking at the two, I'm like, uh oh, is this start? I thought it was gonna go, but I got lucky, so I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm not confident that it won't overlap. But I really would love to return for the twentieth. Yeah. So tell me about those the early days of the old muddy sneaker. I mean, the early days. I mean, now that they got because it's changed. It, right now that it's <laughs> this big fancy event with a you know with water. Yeah, with chip timing. Oh wait, no, it's <laughs> with so much water chip. at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> These guys forget their roots. Um, but but what was it like back then? I mean, did Mort know what he was Not doing? Not as many people. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, there were only like 13 women that ran the first race, right? Yeah, I didn't even realize how, yeah. So not much has changed, I have to be honest. Yeah. Maybe more people, uh, you know, more people vying to get in. Uh, Yep, that's about it. Yeah, the first one wasn't, obviously wasn't a lot. I think maybe a, a bigger, more modern Banner at the finish line. <laughs> two, two tents, I think they have now. Yeah, they have yeah, two, two tents. tents. They put them next to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they got a porta potty now. Oh yeah. I'm guessing they probably didn't yeah. have one of those the first. No, time. no, lots of yeah, yeah lots of trips <laughs> so, to the woods. So um, you you have that uh, this kind of change from the first time when nobody knew about it. Maybe you had a paper flyer. Maybe it's something. To at some point they put in a lottery system, right? Who does that. Yeah. Did you ever go to the lottery parties at the oh, other lodge? Yes, and those were fun too. And now it just, yeah, it's not the same. There's going to be like, I mean, there was a little, you know, a sort of a lottery party, and yeah. we're going to go, we're going to have a packet pickup at, yes. at a, an event instead yes. of, you know. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I imagine these, the goose guys being pretty creative and, and coming up with something pretty off the wall for 20th year registration. I, my suggestion is I'm thinking they need to go old school. I'm thinking they need to go back to the day of all, like how it was done 20 years ago. Like you have to mail in this paper form and you know or you actually have to do like, you know, pick your ticket out of the pumpkin or Yeah. Yeah, I think go, they need to do flashback. Go back to mm-hmm. old school. Mm-hmm. So so what you're suggesting is that they do more work. Mm-hmm. Have you met the goose guys? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we know. Uh, hey, hey, they managed it for how many years? For one year, they... <laughs> <laughs> we 
Wait till Tim hears this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, what I think we should do is have people camp out at the store for some random time during the middle of the night at which registration would be open, right? Yeah. And, and that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Camping in a parking lot. That sounds fun. Hey, they do it for hey, Chick-fil-A. Wait, I was just going to say. <laughs> this, this show is supposed to be evergreen. Now we, now we have timely events. <laughs> What would you what would you camp out two days for besides camping? <laughs> in anticipation for, what would you spend two days in a parking lot for? Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> the 20th anniversary muddy sneaker? I don't know. Um I I stayed out in one of my one of my better lapses in judgment college friends and i stayed out in the tinseltown parking lot for star wars episode one yeah no that doesn't come to mind for me we bought lots of tickets mm-hmm. and we we're like how'd we, that go we got to go back and see this again maybe it'll be different this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no I, I think parking lot and tent do not yeah, that's just not a concept oh, yeah. for me. Tent would have been luxury. Luxury. Mm, or chair or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we had a shack. We built a shack out of two by fours and tarp. Those are the good old and days. Whatever, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Older and wiser. Yeah, yeah. There's lots more rules and regulations about erecting yes, sheds that's in true. the Town parking true. lot, I think. Now. Yeah. yeah. But, so there's nothing that you would camp out for two days for. Hmm. All right. We we know your limits now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so what what are you going to do to be ready for Twisted Branch? Run a lot. Do you have a training plan? I do have a training. You have plan. a I training have a, plan. Nice. I have a coach. You have a coach. Now you're now you're talking. Now you're serious. Oh yeah. You have a coach. You got a <laughs> yeah. training plan. Yeah. Um, and you just registered for the race. Yes. Um, and it will be by far your longest run. Yes. Do you have, sure. um, so you have 50K, you have Grayson Highlands. Do you have yeah. other things along the way there? Yep. Many in the Jenny. Okay. So oh, you, I registered for that actually too. Okay. So, yeah. Good. Hey, yeah. That's, that's good. Like, Cause <laughs> I think that just sold oh, it out. Did. Yeah. yeah. Just sold I was out. keeping my eye on it. I was like, there were nine left when I registered. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're registered ago. too. Yeah. I'm doing many on the Jenny. This year. Awesome. I I did it last year. It was awesome. I had so much fun. It's a great race. That was on my, so good. I want to do that too, but definitely was not ready for forty miles last year. Well, now you forty, and that's at a good point to right. be able to run forty miles. You got mm-hmm. about eight, eight weeks mm-hmm. left of training um, after that race, mm-hmm. so you got like two more four week cycles to get ready for Twisted. That's pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to do the trifecta, but again. Trying to be smart. <laughs> Trying to be smart. Yes. So you're just going to do two out of the three of yes. them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Cayuga Trails is not a bad course. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's going to be really warm, but, yeah. you know, that could be preparation for a mid-August ultra as well. Well, my thought is I feel like it depends on how you would like to perform in your A race. It's. I don't think it's not to say that I couldn't do the three. Mm-hmm. I I'm capable of doing the three, yeah. but I would like to perform better at my A race than yep. I think if I did the three. So Yeah, and you definitely don't need a 50-mile training race to get ready for 100K. Right, you know, that's, right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's adventure and excitement. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And it's Ithaca, yeah. and Buttermilk Falls is beautiful. Yeah. But you know what? The other reason you probably wouldn't want to run, there'll be way too many people that you know there. It'll be like social hour. You know, you can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have enough of that at many on the Jenny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to have to run in incognito. You'll be like, I'm in race mode. Don't talk to me. Uh, that, yes. I, yes, I do. I do tend to get that mode. Mm-hmm. So when the two of you are in races together, uh, it sounded like you hung out for the mountain bike race. Yes. But do you often sort of run your own races or is this kind of like, you know, yes. hand in hand over the finish line? Nope. Well, except a couple times by default. Because right. Because she <laughs> taught me the last, you, <laughs> the last hill of Muddy Sneaker. And yeah. My face is like all contorted and she's smiling across the finish line. <laughs> Um, yeah, Leadville, we went into it deciding that we were 
going to race it together and finish together. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, running races, it's like have fun, just, you know, see mm-hmm. at the finish. Yeah, so. and, and that seems good, right? I mean, you can carpool together and drive mm-hmm. home together, and yeah. Maybe not racing together enables you to drive home together, right? Like, <laughs> especially after some of the longer events, you know. Yeah. Um, I know with with Twisted Branch, um, it's a long it's a long day. Um, are you planning on being out there or or pacing or crewing? I'm not sure yet if I'm going to pace. She's not sure she wants me to pace at the end. I'm definitely going to be out there crewing for her. Yeah. But um, she's kind of got to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I She's be pretty out. self-motivated, she says. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, so, yep. I mean, but mile, so mile 40 is when you can pick up your pacer. That's, that still could be six more hours to the finish line. Mm-hmm. That could be a long, long time. I don't know if it's so much as to um, whether or not I want a pacer. It's who mm-hmm. I may want. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that it's a that's how I was saying six hours is is critical. Um, I got very fortunate and had basically the the world's most congenial understanding pacer ever in Dave Chestis, and so um, you I I have another friend who said you know my pacer was just complaining the whole time about being dark in the woods and like uh, can we hurry up. And I think that pacer thought, like, hey, let's hurry up and get out of the woods, you know, was going to be motivating, but it wasn't a very positive message. Yeah. So that's got to kind of watch that. Exactly. You know, a little bit. I don't think I'd make those mistakes, but. No. No. And I think that's a thing, right? Yeah. You, you've been in enough events together that you know what right. to do. And, and just even being out there for the support and mm-hmm. what is a very, will this be essentially your longest endurance event? I mean, you have a 12-hour mountain bike race, mm-hmm. but have you yes. done anything longer than that? Like mm-hmm. adventure races? We didn't cover nope. that one. Nope. No, haven't done any adventure races. I, actually, before the 12-hour mountain bike, I did an, a, kind of an adventure bike of um, biking the whole Genesee Valley Trail from Olean, New York, to Rochester. Wow. And that was, I think, close to 100 miles. Um but that was more just a a fun thing, and it was originally planned to be like one overnight, like in Mount Morris or something, and then, yeah, just kept going straight through. So mm-hmm. that was, yeah. But other than that. I mean, that's still pretty good. You know, you got that whole nighttime thing going. And that was still about 12 hours, so yes, this will definitely be my... Well, you can finish in 1159. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. I've looked up the times. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I I (laughs) snuck in under the wire. So, Um, okay. So, another thing I think um, you've jumped back in and you're not really like a community person. And in a sense, I mean, you are, you have friends and stuff, but you're not like, hey, the gang's all here. Mm -hmm. But um, you also are. I thought at first that you were a Nathan ambassador, but you're actually Orange Mud ambassador. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's that? What's that all about? What's that like? So let's see. Probably it was it would be 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't even recall how we got introduced to the brand, but then going into 2017. Um, just started. Uh, we need. We were looking for hydration packs, actually, because um, you always need a, a new hydration pack or a different one other than the three that we already have. Uh, um, so came up across this brand, and it was a, a you know a smaller company, and so I really loved their products, and um, so in, kind of in 2017 was. Trying to, I, I tried to be an ambassador in 2017, and and I didn't get selected. And then I reapplied the end of 2017 and was selected. So did you tell him like, "Yo, I drank a lot of water." Is that <laughs> is that really how it had to work out? Like, <laughs> well, they also have clothing, and um, they got that. They have, they have a whole yes. They got that towel. Mm-hmm. Just actually, their their technical 
clothing is really comfortable. And um, so have a few of those items and um, love their hydration packs, uh, both, the bladder with, and, both the bladder and bottle. Do you go so. with the single or the double on the back there? Actually, I have the double um, just because for ultras, Actually, I got that for the Vermont 50K, and I loved that because I, I like to do the um, like the hydration mix in one, and then you can do water in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the bladder I love for when you're doing these hours of training runs and you know have a limited, more limited water drop option. Um, so there's definitely, but actually, I want the single barrel for. I've basically I've turned into someone who hates to carry water because yeah. like. And like I don't want something on my hand. I want to just have it hands free. Yeah, want to be hands free. I've never been a handheld person. I tried for a summer, and I just can't. I feel like I don't know the people that say it doesn't affect your stride or it doesn't yes. affect your cane. I think they're kind of fooling themselves. And the people that are doing two of them, like what? What? Look, but mean, maybe that balances them. Yeah, but what are you doing then? How are you open? I I just I never understood. Right, that. I agree. You know, I would use I would use small hand, handhelds actually for our smaller runs or you know shorter runs, um, but yeah now even for my shorter runs I'm like well, I don't I just don't want to have anything in my hands if mm-hmm. I can have a single barrel on my back why not mm-hmm. just have it hanging out right there exactly yep the right there yeah yeah they really do have a they have a very cool hat that we got at Twisted Branch the first year the patch oh, hat and yeah front. that's. I had it for all of like four minutes, and my wife was like, "Oh, that's a nice hat, dude." Yes, actually, <laughs> when I was um, once I became an ambassador and was um, suggesting some races to sponsor, and I mentioned Twisted Branch, and then I found out that they actually sponsored the first year. So yep. yeah, yeah, good had, idea. I didn't know that. I know it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. We did it. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so. What else you want to talk about? I mean, we sort of covered things. I got I got a few other ones, but I want to make sure we cover anything that we haven't mentioned. Well, since the topic was muddy sneakers, how about my how about muddy sneakers two hour uh, <laughs> the two breaking the two hours, which is like what everybody wants to do, really, yeah, right? Right. And the challenge of that. The challenge is not over. No, you're coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. But your first, your first muddy sneaker time was what, like two oh seven or something? No, I was like two twenty five. It, it was interesting actually looking back that my times actually improved as I got older, and the fact that my PR was in twenty eleven. Yeah, and I actually, we were talking about this, that I feel much stronger, like getting back into running now. I feel even, well, the whole older, wiser, stronger, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mental aspect, too. I, I feel like I would be in a good position if I'm able to come back next year to, to do that, to attempt that. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in position to have my worst money sneaker time this year. It happens, um, but it happens to the best of us. But I'm going to have my most fun this year, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was fun breaking two hours. Uh, I will I will always look back at that one fondly because, you know, it was yeah. it was my first one as well. So I was oh, I was, so you just got it out of the way. Got it out of the yeah, way. Yeah. You know, and just, just bang that right out. But, <laughs> you can just go. To, you can just go <laughs> uphill or downhill from there. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's the thing with with muddy sneaker. You're either going uphill yep. or downhill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and how you think about it really is is what sets the day. If if you're into big long climbs, then you're gonna have a fun day. If you feel like climbs climbs are a grind, and you're like, oh, not today. If you Good don't luck. like hills, do not do muddy <laughs> sneakers. That's my advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell you runners out there, <laughs> but but you better embrace hills if you signed up for muddy sneakers. Yes, I mean one of those climbs is one of the climbs in the middle is 1.7 miles long. You know, so get get. Get hunkered down. Who pays attention to that stuff? Me. Why would you? <laughs> why would you want to know that? <laughs> I know. I want to know everything. I mean, I know about the mile downhill, but I've never kept I'm, track of. <laughs> I'm one of the people that wants to know every single detail. Mm. My first actual ultra was a 50k training run on the back half of the Twisted Branch course. 
that was my first real 50K was start at the middle of Twisted Branch and go to the end. Mm -hmm. My second 50K was the first half of that course a couple (laughs) weeks later. (laughs) So I'm one of the people that really, I like to know a course. Um, I think occasionally I've done all right not knowing a course. Like I've gone into a few courses where I don't know what's going to happen, which is fine. But I really like, okay. Another, it's up around this turn and it's a half mile up there. And then, you know. It's interesting that you say that though, because after 13 years of doing sneakers, I, I definitely was like on autopilot of, well, I've done it this, you know, every year I'm on a streak. Like it was just more automatic. Like I have to do it now. Like Mm -hmm. I just do it. But also to be honest, like you kind of get a little burnt out Mm -hmm. and it was, it was like, I don't know, it was okay that my streak broke because obviously what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, I think that's why being away for for so many years, I'm like, okay, I can go back now. Yeah. Um, I think that's why a lot of people don't like that Menden 10K loop, right? You do that, yeah, you do yes, the Menden 50K yes. a couple times and suddenly mm-hmm. you're like, mm. mm-hmm, exactly. I'm not that way though. I love that loop. I just keep running it. We run it a lot. Yeah. We're right there. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I forgot what I was just going to say. Maybe that's why you also don't like to run track. You know, got to keep going around Loops. that oval. Well, I am yeah. not, definitely not, like, for even, like, an ultra race that I hear people do, like, loops, or, like, mm-hmm. ones that are, like, a two-mile loop. That would not probably be something that I would sign mm-hmm. up for. Yeah. Um, Like, and even, like, out and backs, like, I love out and backs, like, Crescent Trail and Letchworth, just because... You know, you, you, you're even though you're coming back, it's it's different. You know, the terrain is obviously the same terrain you ran out on, but it's different and the scenery is different. And oh, you're in these gorgeous, like awesome woods. But um, mm-hmm. so I don't mind on for training like in these on these awesome trails doing out and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's going to get you? What's going to get you to the finish line of Twisted Branch? Have you figured that out yet? I'm pretty sure my two feet. <laughs> two feet? Yeah. What happens when your two feet uh, say they don't want to go any further? Uh, my mind will tell them differently. <laughs> Keep going. I'm just wondering. I mean, if that's what you need, it's just your your brain and two feet. That's awesome. Meant I, Well... It is a lot of mental, right? Uh, you know, it's obviously the fitness, but I don't know. You know, what's the percentage? Eighty mental, twenty yeah. fitness, or it's probably more like eighty-one, nineteen, yes, something like right, that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what I, I mean. I've been already training the mental side from these last six weeks of. Uh, running in a foot of packed snow and mm-hmm. I have never trained so much running I mean all those years I ran never trained so many miles and hours in on snow yeah I mean that is crazy and then a couple of weeks ago we were finally went down to Letchworth but no snow but it was a muddy mess and debris everywhere and so again it was just very challenging and so, yes, I'm well training. My, oh, and this Saturday is going to be lovely, 40 degrees and sleeting. So, yes, I, my weekend long runs, I just am training that mental side. Well, you may you may get the 40 degrees because we do start at 4 mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you probably, chances are you won't get oh, the sleep. Don't, don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. I mean, Climate change <laughs> being what it is, I don't know if it's reached mid-August yet. Uh, my best friend's wedding, it was 50 degrees in August, so. Yeah, yeah, that's raining, what I mean. So, yeah. You probably could get the 40s. You could get the rain. Yeah. Um, you, You're probably going to get some heat, you know, but uh, you're going to have a day in the woods. That's yeah, it was also fun. 90 degrees in September for the Vermont 50, you know, in mm-hmm. the Northeast. So, right. I, I mean, these days. You really never yeah, know. Yeah, but sleet sleet's probably a mine low percentage. Yeah. Okay. As, as far as concerns on your list. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Woo! I can wipe that one off. Yeah. List. Um. Just just follow the orange blazes. That's your number one concern. Yes. Follow the orange right. blazes. Yeah. Then yeah. they turn to white blazes. Actually, that's one of the reasons I might not want my husband to be a pacer. Oh, shots fired. Dang. <laughs> 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 
I can keep you on the white. <laughs> or the orange. Which one is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you can see how we really just sort of scratched the surface of Emily's 20 years of adventuring uh, outdoors. Um, as I mentioned, she didn't even talk about going to Everest, and I'm sure there's so many more. It's, it's really hard sort of to get the, get the old uh, brain wheel churning, you know, when you're uh, trying, to, trying to tell your life story. But, you know, she'll be back on again some other day, and uh, she'll tell us more. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm excited for her twisted branch training. I can't really wait to hear all about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her on some tours of the course and get myself out there a bunch too. So um, be sure to check out the uh, show notes to links for some of the topics in this episode, like the Muddy Sneaker first year results um, and John Prohera's awesome Lapped by the Sun column. Um, that's hanging out by a thread on the old GRTC uh, website. So I'm hoping we might... We might uh, get a hold of John and, and get those on a um, stable connection, if you will. Uh, and uh, get some information on our sponsors, the Blue Foundation and Mighty Mosquito. You can also find links to our Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. Thank you to all this month's Patreon supporters. Again, your continued financial support helps me keep improving this podcast. Uh, if you look forward to this podcast each week and it inspires, educates, or entertains you regularly, consider becoming a supporter. You can find that on the homepage or the bottom of the show notes. Click the Patreon banner. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. And, you know, keep in mind, the number one way that you can always support the show is to tell a friend and help them subscribe. And if they seem interested, but they say they don't really do podcasts, just help them out, you know, and it'll take a minute and, you know, you get them all subscribed nice and uh, set up and then they'll thank you forever. It's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know uh, One last thing. I'm always interested in your comments and feedback on the show Even if I don't say it every episode, although now I'm making a point to say it every episode Unless you didn't listen this far in which case shame on you uh, Please drop me a line at uh, Chris at running and let me know your thoughts Thank you all for listening subscribing and telling your friends Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to tell more stories, uh, to create more stories. What do I know? Uh, until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there. <laughs>